All right, so I just recently came off a three-day fast or a 72-hour fast, and it was a very different experience to what I had expected it would be. It was my very first one, so I kind of didn't really have a set expectation, but it was really beneficial. And I documented a little bit of the journey through socials, just put up a couple of stories, kind of how I was feeling at the end of each day and what I was doing. And it attracted a lot of conversation, a lot of questions, a lot of curiosity. And so I was like, well, when I'm done, I might as well do an in-depth breakdown of what I did, what I felt, what I experienced, and everything about the three days of fasting. Now, before I get into it, I'm not a professional. I do have people who helped guide me, who really know what they're doing, professionals at it. They've done it many, many times before, know the ins and outs. And I've got a good friend, Vaughn, who was an amazing guide for me during the three days. At the same time, he was doing a 120-hour fast. And he's really great at breaking down the entire science of what's actually going on during the period, things that came up for me physically in my body, how I was feeling. Um, and really giving answers to all the things that don't really make sense for someone who doesn't understand it. So I'm excited to get him on. But yes, I'm not a professional. This was my very first time doing a three-day fast. I've done a lot of intermittent fasting, but this was the first, I guess, long, longer-term fast. And this is purely just my experience. So let's get into it. So to start off with the protocol, what was it that I was actually doing? So 72 hours, zero food, just water with salt, with Celtic salt, which if you watch the episode or listen to the episode with Brennan and Laura from Hollist, they break down why Celtic salt is very, very important. I did have coconut water, which after the fast, I learned that it's, look, if you're doing a water fast, technically it kind of doesn't count because there's calories in coconut water and sugar and that kind of stuff. But that's what I did anyway. And magnesium. I would have magnesium at night and that was kind of recommended to me. I kind of just wanted to keep it really simple. So leading into the fast, so I started on Sunday night and at 12 p.m. on Sunday, I had my first juice and the juice was ginger, lemon, green apple and beetroot and cucumber, if I didn't say that. I had one at 12 p.m. and then I had one before 6 p.m. And that kind of led me into the fast. And I would kind of leading up to it, knowing that I was going to be doing the fast, I kind of, I felt my body almost starting to adapt. It was was a very small, subtle feeling. But coming into the fast, after I'd had that second juice, I was kind of, I felt really prepared. And even though I didn't really know what was going to come, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to do this. And so that's what I did. And then obviously from then on, I slept overnight and then that kind of led me into the first 12 hours of the fast, which made it a little bit easier. So let's go back to the pre-fast. So the the core intention of why I was doing it, there was kind of three, I guess, three core elements to it. The, the physical element, the mental element, and the spiritual element. And like I said, I didn't really know what to expect, but intention setting for me was really important in this because it was like, well, if things got hard or I wanted to kind of pull out or whatever it might have been, if I didn't have a strong why, if I didn't have a strong intention or if I I wasn't grounded in a a reason, 
than what was what was kind of the purpose and it would have been easy to I guess throw in the towel so physically there were two things I wanted to see how my body felt with nothing in it so get my body to a point where I'd gotten everything out of my system without going into the detail and just feel what it was like to be empty nothing in it purely just water and the second was to experiment with how I felt through those stages so how is my energy how did I feel physically was I stronger or weaker or how did I perform when I was strength training or doing jiu-jitsu or walking or whatever I just wanted to experience that and and kind of objectify the experience of okay this is how I'm feeling but it's just a feeling the second was the mental component could I do it was the big question I think it's one of those things where now I look in retrospect and it's like three days was like I could do it again in a heartbeat and it wasn't difficult but when I hadn't done it I was like well can I even do this because I've never really done it before and just to observe my mind through that process so I guess similar to observing my body through the process it was observing the mental dialogue and seeing how my mind was going through that period of the three days and all the different all the different stages that came with it three the spiritual side now i'd read and i'd heard and i'd spoke to people about in a lot of religions fasting is actually a a really strong practice that they use because it deepens and strengthens and makes you more sensitive to your connection to god or source power or just deepens your spiritual connection and I actually read in Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, You Are the Placebo, there was a chapter on suggestibility. And suggestibility is how suggestible your mind is to someone's words or to what someone is saying or to what you're seeing and experiencing. How suggestible your mind is to allow yourself to reprogram your subconscious. And he used a really great example of a lot there's there's some people who are really suggestible when it comes to hypnosis so when someone's doing a, a hypnosis show or whatever you would call it there's some people who are really susceptible to being hypnotized and there's some people who aren't and i've always considered myself someone who is not very suggestible i always find when i'm doing my meditations that when i'm sitting there and i'm, I'm trying to go deeper and deeper and go down those layers of the mind i'm way too I'm, I'm very analytical through that process i'm very am i doing it right what if it doesn't work and i find it really challenging to get myself to the point where i can clear that out and then i can start to move into the subconscious so for me this was a really i was really interested in how much more suggestible i could become so when i was in my meditation was it easier for me to move down into those states where I could begin to access my subconscious mind. And in the book, You Are the Placebo, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about if you have an empty stomach or if you're fasting or if you're hungry, you actually do become more suggestible. So that was a really interesting thing that I was, I was keen to experiment with. That was the intention wrapped up. Now, day one. So woke up feeling pretty normal i mean i'd had my juices it's not like anything was really that different but 
it was day one. Nonetheless, I woke up feeling pretty normal. Um, during the day, I didn't feel quite hungry. And I, I spoke before about feeling like my I was ready to kind of step into this. And I think in, a, in an interesting way, my body just knew it was going into this process. And so I guess normally like if, if I was eating normally or whatever and I hadn't eaten till say lunchtime, it got to lunchtime, you know, you get the shakes or you start to, your focus starts to kind of shift and you feel different and you've got less energy or you really feel hungry. I didn't experience that at all. I actually didn't experience that at all on day one because I just feel like I'd prepared myself. I still went into jiu-jitsu. I still trained not as hard. I did the class. So with jiu-jitsu, there's a 45-minute class and then you'll roll, so, which are six-minute rounds. And generally, I'll try and get two or three. On day one, I just was like, I'll do one. And that was kind of enough for me. And it was good. And, and the energy felt good. I probably could have gone a second, but I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to leave it at that. And with that too, I had a 60-minute walk in the morning. And then in the afternoon on day one, I also went for another 45 minute walk along the beach as well. And I actually felt quite good when I stopped work. So I'd kind of broken my work day up and I stopped at around 6 PM that day. When I got up, it's normally I would be making dinner or I'd be reaching for something food wise. And I remember kind of standing up and going, well, what am I going to do now? Like. I mean, yeah, I've got to have a share and get ready for bed and this and that, but there was nothing else that I really sort of needed to do. And I think that was probably the first time where I'd realized that I go to food a lot because I'm bored. A lot of the times I don't go because I'm actually hungry or because my body needs nutrition. It's just a habit and it's just out of boredom. It's a thing to do. And so that was kind of the first time that really popped like popped its head up I was like that's so interesting that never really looked at food as a as a mechanism just to have something to do I've always felt like it's such a necessity but at this point obviously going through the fast like I don't need food but right now there's like a void there so that was that was really quite interesting but I got into bed around 8 p.m I did a meditation the meditation wasn't that much different it was good and then I just went to sleep and there was nothing nothing major to report there. Woke up again at 5am and I felt quite fatigued. I probably ended up getting up at around 5.30 and I didn't want to get out of bed. Like I was really quite sluggish and fatigued and definitely wasn't wide awake. And on day two, I guess from the beginning that boredom, that food and wanting to eat just to have something to do was probably more prevalent. I wasn't hungry. I wasn't like, I didn't feel like I needed food in my body, but again, it was just something to do. And I had a big day on, so that was good that I had plenty of, plenty of work to do. I was traveling a little bit. I was working from multiple locations. So the day went pretty quick, but that boredom was something that kind of carried throughout this whole fast. And it wasn't until day two as well that I had began to really pass through all the food that I'd accumulated before I went into the fast. So I kind of felt, especially on day one, I'm like, okay, like I feel good and the water's feeling good. I'm feeling hydrated, this and that, but I still felt kind of full, like I still had the food in there and 
it just wasn't passing. And then day two, that kind of all cleared itself out and I slowly started to feel more empty. I don't know. I don't have like a lot of fat on me, but what's interesting is when I have food, it's, I can really feel it in my stomach. And when that was gone, it was like, I felt the flat stomach. It felt quite, quite pure, quite clean. I also got a strength training session in at around lunchtime. I didn't try to go heavy. I went in a little bit tired, but then I felt quite good throughout it. So I kept the weights relatively light, but actually felt quite strong in doing that. But day two, especially in the afternoon, I remember going for a walk again and I started to develop a real tightness in my jaw. And I'd had, I'd kind of had jaw problems in the past where it kind of locks up and gets quite tight and like a little bit of clenching and a little bit of grinding, but nothing, nothing major. But my jaw just became tighter and tighter. And when I spoke to when I spoke in the in the men's group that I'm in, which a lot of the other guys were doing the fast at the same time, when I spoke to them, Vaughn said, that's actually a sign of fungal parasites and the body beginning to really detox itself. I thought that was so interesting because I was like, why, how does parasites and detoxing the body manifest into a tight jaw? And so that's something I'm really keen to dive into with him but definitely one thing I noticed, I was like, it was quite irritating. It was really annoying. And then day two in bed again, around 8.30, felt quite good during the day overall. No headaches, but water was like a major priority for me. So then coming into day three, I woke up feeling even more fatigued. And day three was where I think, look, it was the hardest. I felt quite out of it. When I woke up, I was super fatigued. I was like, okay, today I'm going to go down to the beach. I'm going to walk to a place where I can do my breath work. Didn't know what to expect from the breath work. So I'm like, I don't really want to be around people. So I remember walking about 200 meters down the beach and I was like quite out of it. I I felt like I was very spacey, very just felt kind of high in a way. And I had very little energy. I was dragging my feet and I was just like, man, this is... This doesn't feel great, but I got to where I wanted to go. And then I did four rounds of Wim Hof breathing. So Wim Hof breathing, he's got an app, but essentially it's, I think I'd set it to about 40 breaths. So it's 40 breaths where you breathe into the belly and then you kind of then breathe up into the chest and then you let go. It's like, it's not actively trying to breathe out. It's purely just letting it go. So you're breathing into the belly, up into the chest, and then letting go. And it creates this, almost like this wave when you you get into this rhythm of breathing. And so do that 40 times and then let all the air out, exhale, and then go into a, a breath hold, a breath retention. And then when I felt the need to breathe, I would then breathe in, hold for 15 seconds, let go, and then I would go into the second round. And I did that for four rounds. The retentions weren't anything crazy. I think I hit like a minute 30 and then two minutes, maybe two minutes 15 and then two minutes 45 or something. I definitely felt the tingles. If you haven't done breath work before, when you go through that process, you can start to get quite tingly through the body and people react quite differently. You can have quite profound experiences where you get energetic releases, crying, screaming, laughing, 
whatever. But generally, it will begin with feeling like a lot of buzzing through the body. And, and I got to that stage and it was great. I felt energized and, and vibrant. And then I kind of came up and I was just like, just kind of really sitting there and just not really thinking, but just at peace and feeling good. And it energized me a lot, which was great. And I went to a, went for a swim after that. And that kind of set me up. It moved me through that feeling of white spacey and not feeling great to yes sweet like I've got I had at that point maybe like 10 hours to go 10 12 hours to go and I was like yeah this will be sweet this will be easy probably the biggest thing that happened on day three so I decided not to train I did go for a walk and I remember on the walk feeling again really empty like I was felt quite good felt really clear but one thing that was really interesting that I that I picked up on I was like, because I wasn't eating, I actually noticed that all of my other habits that didn't serve me, scrolling my phone, getting distracted, procrastinating, they were nowhere near as strong either. Like it was almost as though all of the, those dopamine seeking things that I would do throughout the day, they kind of just disappeared. And during that three days, I was probably the most productive I've ever been. I felt I felt clear. Day three, I was definitely the clearest. Actually, day four, was I was definitely the clearest, which I'll go into. But day three, I felt really clear. But just my productivity, just my ability to sit on the computer and just focus on what I needed to do just naturally happened. And I was really surprised by that because it wasn't something that I'd considered. It wasn't something that I kind of went in wanting to do wasn't a part of my intention. It just kind of naturally happened. And so that was really interesting because I'd got rid of the need for food, which I now realized food was my way of curing boredom or having something to do or getting a a sugar hit or a dopamine hit or instant gratification, whatever. Because I didn't have that, there there was no trigger to really do the other things either. And I'd kind of detox myself from a lot of that dopamine which was quite cool so then at the end of day three I got to 6 p.m earlier that day I'd gone and bought myself a bunch of food a bunch of fruit and meal one for me was I think I had papaya pineapple watermelon mango I had a big bowl of that and then I waited about 90 minutes and the reason I had that was with the guys in the group they're like look just make sure easy to digest it's not too heavy because your stomach does shrink and if you shock your body too much with something that's hard to digest or something that's too heavy you you can end up cramping and you'll end up on the toilet all night so I was like okay cool I'll have that and then I waited 90 minutes and I was just like really wanting to eat eggs so I then had some eggs about 90 minutes later with some avocado and my body was fine with that. But what was then really interesting was that on day four, I remember waking up and although I did have food in my body, I felt really clear. Like my mood was amazing. I felt, I, I had a lot of gratitude. I felt really clear. I'm like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Like I hadn't really planned what I was going to do on that day at all. But I just remember driving into Terrigal to get a coffee and I was like, yeah, I just, I know what I need to do today. And I feel so on top of it and I feel really clear and I'm so grateful for where I'm at. And everything was kind of, 
it wasn't a euphoria, but it was just a, it was a bit of a knowing of like, yeah, cool. Like I know what I'm doing. And that kind of carried on throughout that whole day. And what actually probably brought me more back to, I guess, something that I was used to or a feeling that I was used to was when I'd had lunch that day. So that was quite an interesting observation that when I was more empty, I felt really good and clear and all the kind of, all the elements were strong. But then when I'd eaten and I'd had more carbs and this and that, that kind of went away. So that brings us to the end of, I guess, the whole process of doing that. But I think the key takeaways, if I was going to summarize the key takeaways, I think because I didn't have food as that dopamine release or the instant gratification, that really flowed into all the other areas. And I did explain that before, but that was probably my greatest takeaway that I was like, wow, like my association to food is just to cure boredom or it's just to have something to do. So my whole relationship to food changed as well. I really looked at food more so as a necessity and a source of energy and a way to increase performance and really the foundational of how I feel day to day. And I think like it's so simple, but when there's just food so easily accessible everywhere, shopping center, where I'd work, cafes, whatever it is, it's just so easy to grab it and eat it. And then I realized that I'd kind of lost the meaning of why I was eating. It's like, oh, it's something to do. It's, I kind of feel a little bit hungry, so why not just have some food? And now there's kind of a relationship there where I go, no, like food serves a really solid purpose. And I think it should just serve that purpose. And that purpose is to energize and to help the body and to really be the foundational of performance and and how I want to look and feel. And the second takeaway was that even after the fast, I felt really clear and super creative. And I think that goes into the first takeaway where I was like, okay, I'd had food the night before, my body had some solid nutrition in it, some clean nutrition, and that's all it needs to like be really solid and be energized and creative and clear and all of those things. And then I was like, well, I kind of, I'd love to feel like that as much as I possibly can. So that was a big takeaway for me in that, wow, like, doing going through this whole process and then putting good nutrients in the body is a way to have those feelings and to feel really really solid and have direction and strong purpose and kind of the thing that we're all really chasing in every single moment big part of that is going through these protocols and going through these processes of almost detoxing but i guess resetting ourselves as well and resetting the body and resetting the mind and resetting the spirit to go nah like all the things that you're chasing you're actually moving away from day to day by just consuming food and getting distracted and procrastinating and this and that whereas if you just pull it right back and literally literally simplify it down to the point of not eating you can get there and so that was an interesting takeaway as well And the third, which I just really covered, was it feels like a solid reset to the mind and body. 
And I think another thing too is because I was doing it with a lot of other men in this group, there were a lot of common themes, but each experience was so subjective. Like I had my jaw pains and then on day three, I felt the way that I did. I felt quite energyless and really spacey and there was other guys who had severe headaches even though they were drinking a lot of water other guys who blitzed through it other people who struggled with it fatigue was different imagination was different creativity was different that spiritual connection was deeper for some than it was for others and it's so different for each person and so although i've broken down my entire experience and it is just my experience I think until each person goes through it, you kind of don't really know what it's all about. And I think that's what's so great about it is it is a different experience for everyone and we get different benefits from it than anyone else does. But ultimately, I think, would I do it again? 100%. When will I do it again? I think I'd love to do it probably at least once every two months. I think a three-day, I'd love to do a seven-day next. I think I could have gone through to seven days. I mean, I didn't, so is what it is. I'm keen to definitely try that, try different protocols. I'm, I'm really interested in moving over into more of a carnivore diet now as well, just kind of the conversations that I've had since then and my the way that my mind shifted around food. So it's it's opened my mind to just be more curious and creative with when it comes to these detoxes and the fasting and the nutrition and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that's where I'll go from that. 